0: Convinced until the day she died that she really struck out Babe Ruth and Luke
1: Gehrig. The legend will always be open to debate.
0: It's a great debate that would go on forever. Is uh, was it a, was it a classic prank by Joe Angle, a Joe Engel, or did he bring her on as a show and that she really did pull off his feet? Uh, Ruth and Gehrig never claimed that they agreed to a fix. Watching Babe Ruth strike out. To this girl at the time would have been a great opportunity for Garrick to get up there and knock one out of the park and really show up Babe Ruth. He didn't do it. He got up and struck out too.
1: And the story goes that the commissioner of baseball made Joe Engel tear up her contract because baseball was too strenuous for a woman. To be 17 years old, to be your first time on the mound as a professional and you're pitching against Babe Ruth? I mean, come on, even if it is you know, just a show, I mean, wouldn't you be intimidated? That's a pretty, pretty gutsy thing for her to do.
0: So that was a little bit from the Jackie Mitchell story. That's um, just a little tiny, like, mini documentary that I found on YouTube. And it's about Jackie Mitchell, a 17-year-old female pitcher who back in 1931 struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig back-to-back on seven pitches. So this was huge news, because you had a lot of people going, oh my gosh, how incredible is this? This 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 girl pitcher came and struck out two of the greatest baseball players. And then you have another group of people who were just saying, yeah, this is this is a big scam. There's no way this happened. It's It, it was a big publicity stunt. And I bring this up not to you know discuss whether or not it was a legit exhibition or not but just to point out that this happened in 1931 so that's that's 90 years ago so for at least nearly a century it's been debated whether or not women could compete with men professionally when it comes to baseball and obviously there's a huge physical difference between men and women and that's going to be the number one reason why men have an advantage but another reason is simply because women just They don't play baseball, they play softball, they play volleyball, they play basketball, they play other sports, and baseball is just a mirror afterthought when it comes to, you know, what sports interests women have. It's not a mainstream choice. Even here in the United States, where baseball is a national pastime, girls just don't play baseball. So is it possible to think that if a female athlete dedicated herself to playing baseball, would they be able to compete legitimately with men when it comes to the game? And the way things are going right now, it's, I think it's going to be sooner than later before we find that out. There's a lot of females who are foregoing softball in order to play baseball. Well, maybe not a lot, but in an increasing number of. I know in the United States, there's um, Ashton Lanzell, who's been clocked by Perfect Game as throwing over 80 miles per hour. And, uh, and it's my understanding that I think that she's even better with the bat. And she was going to play on a junior college team this year, but she got hurt and didn't get the opportunity to play. Jamie McKay out of um, Newport Beach, California, is another female player who's thrown near 80 miles per hour at a perfect game event. And both she and Ashton played on the women's national baseball team. My guest for this edition of the One Two Three 2 inning college baseball podcast is another talented female baseball player, Rika Lizick. Rika's from just outside the Vancouver, British Columbia area. And this past season, she was a catcher and pitcher for the Revere University Raiders. Revere, or the Riv as the kids on the street are calling it, is a small NCAA Division III team which plays out of Nashua, New Hampshire. And I personally had no idea that she was even playing this past season until the season was called off. Had I known, I would have been watching the games very intently to see how she performed. And in limited action, I gotta say, she, she didn't do too shabby. So I had reached out to her and her coach for a feature article on the Perfect Game website. And when I spoke to Marika, I recorded the interview so I could have it on my podcast. So, here it is. My interview with Marika Lissick, catcher for the Revere University Raiders. So tell me, what what got you into playing baseball? I mean, because first of all, I mean, obviously you're female, but then secondly, you're Canadian. So that just seems like a unique sport to pick out.
1: Yeah, so growing up, I played, like, every sport. I was super into that kind of thing, and then I got to a point where I played softball and baseball, and at about, like, grade 7, grade 8, I decided that, like, I wasn't very good at softball at that time, and I just so happened to be better at baseball, and opportunities were coming, so I just was like, at this point, I'm just going to stick to baseball and see how long I can last, and I never thought I would um, make it this far at this point, but I just was playing. Sure. And then all of a sudden, I, just, I fell in love with it, and I changed positions to become a catcher, and that's when I knew I really wanted to pursue college.
0: That's really interesting to hear you say that um, Kind of, you struggled with softball and found baseball easier. What was it about softball that you found challenging that you were able to overcome by playing baseball?
1: I think it was mostly because back um, when I switched over, I was a pitcher in baseball, so I was okay. a little bit better in that, and then I, I don't know, it was hard to swing... Baseball and softball at the same time because softball swing is more like a straight across, and baseball was like kind of like a under swing sort of thing. So I couldn't mm-hmm. could either hit it one or hit it the other, and I was better at hitting in baseball, so I stuck to that <laughs> at that time.
0: So I understand that you received an invitation to something called the MLB Grit Camp, and that was kind of the launching pad to get you where you are now. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is?
1: I believe there were six of us. I got chosen from Canada. And we all went to Texas for this big, like, kind of like showcase thing. I had no idea at the beginning, like, going into it, that there was going to be scouts or anything like that. I thought it was just going to be like a cool opportunity to continue playing with like other girls and stuff like that from the states. And then when I was there, like, I think I was on my third day, I had Elizabeth Ben come to me, and she was the one kind of running the whole thing. And she was like, "We have Jeremy Booth here, which is uh, he's from Program 15." He's a scout, and he is interested if you want to play college baseball. So I went to go talk to Ms. Mm-hmm. Anthony, he asked me if I wanted to play college baseball. And I thought when he originally was asking me if that was something I wanted to pursue, it was pitching because at that point, sure, no had really no one had really done any position playing stuff. So I always thought like my mentality going in is, oh, when I get to college, I'm going to have to switch over to pitching. Like no one's going to take a female catcher. Nobody was doing yeah. at that point. So to say, he was like, I, I want to see if we can get you picked up for catching and I was like, you, like, you really think I could do that? And he was like, oh yeah, like, I think this is like a thing we can make happen. So then, then it kind of like changed my mentality. And I was like, oh, this is like something I could do. And I got really excited about that. So that's how that started.
0: My first thought was that you probably were a pitcher. And I think that probably there's a lot of people would think that if there's going to be a female who makes an impact, it's probably going to be a pitcher. You know, someone Pitching. who's crafty. Yeah. It's
1: easier just to skip the hitting part, like that kind of thing. You focus on one part of the game, sort of thing. So I took on a little bit of a task.
0: So, but obviously, if you did pitch before, you had a strong enough arm, so which is a big part of being a catcher.
1: And and I do I do still catch, um, but I'm I mainly catch. It's kind of just like minor release stuff. But I, I did play a lot more catcher.
0: But how, how did you get selected for the, to even get that opportunity to go to Texas?
1: They sent out an email and then you had to send like video of you playing in. And they chose six of us from Canada. I think it was six from Puerto Rico. And then I'm not sure how many from the States, but then that's how that happened. And so I was selected from that group.
0: And now you play on the Canadian women's national team. Now I know even men's, even just men's baseball isn't an Olympic sport. So, so who else do you guys play against?
1: Play for uh, the senior women's national team here in Canada for women's baseball. So I compete against like Team USA, Team Puerto Rico, and stuff like that. That happens is usually like a tournament like once a year. So this year is a, like a World Cup tournament. So we're just preparing for that.
0: Now, are there other teammates that you have on the women's national team that you think, if they wanted to, they could play college baseball in the United States as well?
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure what there's I'm there's like a few other girls my age right now that they're pursuing their hockey career um in university. I'm sure yeah. like a few of the younger girls coming up there looking to play college somewhere. I'm not sure, but some of them have chosen to like switch over to softball. I know Kelsey Waller. She she plays on the national team with me and she played baseball through but she just switched and she plays in Idaho now for a softball team there. A Div 1 softball team.
0: I've noticed just as, a, as like a casual observer that Canada seems to have really good women's baseball teams, and despite being a, a cold-weather country, you guys are able to hang with pretty much anybody. What's what's going on up there that makes you guys such a women's baseball
1: power? I believe it's like we started, I, I mean, I'm not sure when the U.S. started and stuff like that, but the development here is like really, really good, and the coaches are really awesome with like reaching out and making sure we're working out all the time, and the amount of like training we do and the opportunities they give us is like there's quite a few. So and I think it's really encouraged here. I'm, it probably is in the states too, but it's it's not really like frowned upon to play baseball or anything here. So not there's not a lot there's not as probably many people telling you to switch over to softball. So
0: no, sure, yeah, that makes. There's been a lot
1: of success stories come from Canada too. With, uh, there's Claire Eccles, and she played... Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with her. Cast ...and stuff like that, so that helps always kind of get you through, too. Having other girls vouch for you forward and having a good representative, almost.
0: Now, how did your opportunity to play in NCAA happen? Because you'd mentioned you, a scout saw you. Did he help kind of make that, uh... Yes. You know, put your name he helped
1: out there? Help me, yeah, like, connect me to schools. And he is friends with, uh coach Perry and so I guess he reached out to him and coach Perry was interested in this opportunity because uh, coach Perry is also a catcher so I think he saw it as almost like something interesting for him to do not that baseball is not Mm -hmm. like regular guys aren't interesting but kind of like a a mission for him (laughs) almost sure because why not (laughs) now
0: obviously your coach has been very receptive how's how's the team been
1: oh amazing Like, I think they're the best team that, like, acceptance-wise, I'm just, like, another one of the guys, and they treat me like, like, almost like a sister. (laughs) Sure, good. They're so supportive. Like, anything I do, they're, like, they're there. I'm never scared that, like, if I mess up, they're going to be mad at me or anything like that. They're just so supportive, like, on and off the field.
0: And have you gotten any guff from your opposition? Have people who've been playing been pretty good as well?
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't had anything.
0: Okay, well, uh, that's great. I mean, that's kind of what I would hope to hear, and that's what I expected to. but you know, there's there's some jerks out there. It's
1: better than high school. High school is like, the guys were like, I feel like college now, they're a lot more mature and stuff like that.
0: Oh, undoubtedly. And to
1: play with a girl is a lot easier now, because they're older. It's had like a few people like, reach out to me, like, teams i played, like, when I got my first hit off a team, I had someone like message me and say like, we're, like we were happy to be a part of your success and like oh, that's so, like, tremendous sort of thing like, so, like, they yeah they've been awesome
0: yeah how, how was your first i saw I saw you did get a hit um how how did that how how did how did your i guess we'll start first how was your first at bat were you i mean was it just like any other game I mean it was your first in college, so it's a little bit
1: different yeah, I was really nervous um my first at bat I was like I was uh, fighting them off, but I ended up punching out. But that was kind of like what like, – I went in hoping to like get my first base hit, but I knew that it was going to be a lot harder than like, high school baseball and that kind of thing. There was a lot more pressure on me. <laughs> after that, I just started to settle in, and that's when I started like putting balls in play and sort of stuff like that. So right after the first hit bat, I settled in. But it was the first one that was the most difficult, I'd say. Sure.
0: And then how did your first hit come about?
1: I almost I almost got my first hit in the game before. It was like a line drive, and I thought it was going to be my first hit because it was like a line drive off the first baseline. And the yeah. first base was laid out and made just like an unreal play. So I got robbed. So <laughs> I was like, oh, so I was like, okay, this, this next game, like I'm going to get it. Then I, I was at outside low pitch, and I kind of went with it. And went through the gap into right. Okay, good.
0: You guys I assume that you're all your games so far, well, not so far, it's over. The season's over, but you guys played in Florida,
1: yes, yeah, right? we got most of our games in
0: your season was cut obviously short, but i but still, I mean everything so far so good. you still plan on continuing to play. This isn't just a one and done
1: I think just sort of like on a roll and just getting into it. I think it went like pretty well for um what it was. Like I was really happy with the way it went and
0: did you have any other opportunities to go to other schools?
1: Yeah, I think it like one in California and stuff like that. But this one just ended up being like the best option for me because of just how the guys were, how the coaches were and like just their eagerness to want to take me on and that was something I was looking for. And he's just like uh Coach Perry's just been so awesome with that. Like he's super encouraging and like he's really pushed me to get to where I am
0: and then what are you what are you doing in school Although, I mean you know what academically
1: oh I'm in a psychology degree right now at RIV but I'm hoping to go into uh, like transfer it back eventually like after I've done um, baseball and, like those four years there I'm hoping to put it into a recreational therapy degree because I want to work with um, special needs children that or um, like I kind of have like two dreams I have like one that's like one here and then I have another one that I uh, do like broadcasting or like interviewing like that kind of thing for the MLB. I've always had like a passion to do like sort of like interviewing stuff and like commentating. Yeah, and, like, that sort sure. Of thing.
0: Well, and obviously you can you can be able to speak much more to it. Yes. Now, ha- have your parents? I mean, I've 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 of course I'm sure they're 100 percent supportive, but isn't there? some I mean, have they've always been just as? 100% determined as you have you haven't been, they haven't you know no one said yeah maybe you need to switch you know this was fun for a while but maybe it's time to to give it up they've always been really cool about
1: everything oh hundred my parents have like really encouraged me especially like my mom she's really encouraged me to like keep going with the sport and see like how far we can like take it and like push more like boundaries I don't think without her like I would be in the position I am today
0: so the season was canceled just as things were kind of getting going I presume now you're back at home. What are you able to do now to make sure that your your skills continue to stay sharp, that you're able to come back in the fall and not skip a
1: beat? So I was supposed to, so I'm supposed to. They haven't canceled it yet, but it probably doesn't look as good because it's in New York. I'm specifically in the Hampton Summer Collegiate League for the Whalers in Sag Harbor. So I got to be okay. there, but it doesn't look very good because of, the state of, like, what New York is in right now with the virus and stuff like that. But um, every day, I've actually had an opportunity to continue hitting in a cage by myself, so I just go and I spend, like, two hours a day in the cage hitting and throwing into the net, and then I run and I work out every day at home because I have a little bit of a home gym right now. My gym here, uh, like, lent me some equipment, so I've been able to do that in my garage and stuff like that to keep, like, sharp, and I'm taking my dad out just on the street and stuff like that and throwing with me, so trying to keep it up in shape as best I can while this is happening.
0: Now, one reason that I'd hope to speak to you is because I think what you're doing is awesome. I have two young daughters myself, and I try to be very encouraging. And I encourage them to do what they want to do, not what you know society tells them to do. And one of my girls is particularly sporty. She loves athletics a ton. Um, I kind of... Explained who I was going to be speaking to, and I asked her if she'd be interested in asking you a question, and she absolutely was. So, is that cool if I bring her in for a second?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Okay, awesome. So this is Nola. She's eleven, and I have no idea what she's going to ask you. Um, so again, okay, okay. Well, here's Nola. I
1: was wondering what the best part about playing is. The best part of playing the sport that I do is. Yeah. Oh. That's a good question. Um, I think just getting to be able to, like, travel all across the world and be able to meet all these, like, new people and create these awesome connections, like, well, I get to play the sport that I love. So I've met so many cool people and made so many, like, cool connections through it that now I hope to kind of, like, after my baseball career is, like, done through college, I can go back and play baseball, maybe somewhere else in the world, too. I think that'd be really cool. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh, Thank you, Nola. Nola. Oh, I just remembered something. Did I see that in addition to being a talented baseball player, you've, you'd also won like a like a singing competition?
1: Yes. I also, I was doing a bunch singing stuff. So when I'm not um, at baseball, I'm sort of just messing around on the guitar and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm, have fun with when I'm taking a break.
0: Yeah, well, I figured that was you because I couldn't imagine there's that many Marika Lizziks. So I saw that and I said, I was like, geez, what what can this girl not do? <laughs> That's phenomenal.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate
0: it. Well, Marika, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope that you can get back on the Diamond soon and Summer League happens. But, you know, I, we'll me see. Me too.
1: Me too. I hope so. And I want to keep going.
0: I will definitely be watching the box scores and wishing you absolutely nothing but the best.
1: I really appreciate it. I really wanna sort of do my best to get my story out there just so girls know that this is an option for them to continue to pursue in male sports and that it's a thing.
0: A big thanks to Marika for chatting with me and a huge thanks to you too for listening. This has been the 1-3 Indian College Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Socks. Socks, a piece of clothing worn on the feet and often covering the ankle or some part of the calf. Get yourself some socks today. There's a high drive to center.